0: Hey everybody, you're listening to Golf Strategy School. My name is Marty Griffin, and this is coming to you from the Super Speed Golf Studios in Madison, Wisconsin. And if you are listening to this prior to May 19th, 2019, you should head over to golfstrategyschool.com slash giveaway where you can sign up to win one of two, that's right, two sets of the Super Speed Golf overspeed training protocols. These are really cool things. Our sponsor, they're fantastic. They said, hey, we believe in you. We love your audience. How can we help you give back? They have given us two of their products to actually give away. And so we're going to do it all around the PGA Championship, which is when we're all going to be watching golf anyway. So head over to golfstrategyschool.com slash giveaway and sign up to win one of the two sets that we are giving away on sunday may 19th with that being said today's episode we are going to talk about two specific keys that are going to help you be a more consistent putter the fact of the matter is the putter is the most commonly used club in your bag so let's talk about how we can get better at using it let's get to it do you love to play golf Do you wish you could be a more consistent and confident player? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Golf Strategy School Podcast, where we discuss specific practice strategies used by some of the best golf instructors from around the world. Here's your host, Marty Griffin. Alright, so two fundamental keys to consistent putting. Now, the fact of the matter... I should probably learn to get over that verbal crutch. But the fact of the matter is that the average golfer has about 35 putts per round. And that means that the putter is indeed the most often used club. So let's talk about two bad habits that we can kind of nix. So the first one is putting without a routine. Now, a lot of people have a pre-shot routine when they're taking a full swing or maybe even when they're chipping But it seems like the closer people get to the green, the less often they actually have a consistent pre-shot routine. Now, one of the things that I like to say is, how do you expect to produce a consistent result if you don't have consistent preparation? So creating a routine is absolutely imperative to doing anything on a consistent basis. Just don't leave it out When you're putting as well, the fact uh, there it is again, the fact of the matter is that when you're in these like super stressful situations, let's say you're, you know, you're trying to make a putt to win a couple bucks from a buddy, or maybe this is on the 18th hole. And if you one putt, you have an 89 and you're feeling all of this pressure. You can lean on your pre shot routine to help keep you calm, and keep you focused, and it will let you to produce that nice consistent result that you've probably been doing all day long if you're looking at breaking 90 or maybe setting like a personal best. So I'm gonna walk you through my pre-shot routine. Yours does not have to match mine. It's just an idea of something to kind of get you started on. So what I do is I take a walk all the way around the green, usually while the other people in my group are taking their putts. So I take a walk all the way around the green, just kind of looking for where the high point is and where the low point is. Cause I know those are going to be the two big influencing parts of any potential break that's in the putt. So I'm walking around, I'm looking for the high point, looking for the low point and I'm seeing which one I'm closer to whichever one I I'm closer to is the one that's going to influence me more So that helps me determine which direction the putt's going to move. So then I stand behind my ball and I look at my ball directly in line with the cup. And then what I do is I pretend that I visualize that I hit the ball directly at the cup on the perfect pace. And I try to imagine where that ball would go. Is it going to go straight for the first half And then slowly bleed off to one side or another for the second half? Is it going to go straight 90% of the way and then turn really hard at the end? So I'm trying to visualize not just how much does it break, but when does the break happen? And one of the ways that I've found that I do that very, that helps me do it very well, is to break the putt down in segments. So if I'm looking at a putt that's five or six feet, I'm just going to view this all at once. But if I get more towards like eight or 10 feet, I'm going to break the putt into two sections. I'm going to read the first half and then I'm going to read the second half. And then if it's maybe 15 feet, I'm going to break it into three sections. And the farther back I go, the more sections I break it into. Usually the, the most I'll ever break a putt into is four sections. So if we're talking about a putt that is maybe 40 feet or more, then I might break it into four sections, but really what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get the right touch on that putt, but I'll break it into four sections just so I can see you know, where that ball might be breaking. So I do my walk around, I read my putt in segments to see exactly how much it's going to break, then stand over my ball, I look at the cup while I just take some nice rhythmic back and forth uh, practice strokes, I then look down at the ball. I take one practice stroke at the pace that I think is correct. I look back at the cup. I do that one more time. So now I've taken two practice strokes and I've looked at the ball or I've looked at the cup once. Then I actually address the ball. I look at the cup one last time trying to essentially visualize it in my peripheral vision. So I'm looking down and I'm actually looking at the back of the golf ball but I'm trying to recall exactly where that cup would be in my peripheral vision. So it's it's going to be somewhere out of my left eye is where that cup would be. And then I take my putting stroke. So walk around the green, stand behind it, and read it in segments. Do a uh, look at the cup, practice stroke, look at the cup, practice stroke, one last look, and then putt. So that's my routine. It doesn't have to be the same as yours. Yours doesn't have to be the same as mine but just kind of to give you a good idea of maybe where to start with the routine. But the important part is that you do this routine every single time. Not for any reason. Do you ever sway off of this routine? If you ever feel like you're uncomfortable over the ball, like it, yeah, well, maybe your read just oh, now that you're standing over it, it doesn't quite look the same. Start over, step away from the ball do something to kind of reset your whole mind frame and then start your routine over and do it all at once. So having a consistent routine is a huge part of being a consistent putter. Makes sense, right? So the second thing is kind of down to a common mistake that really happens a lot in high handicappers, amateur golfers altogether, really. Most of the time amateurs miss low. So when we're talking about breaking putts, They miss below the hole. The ball breaks more than they thought it would. So, how do we kind of diagnose this? Well, or maybe not diagnose, but how do we make sure that we're realizing that we're doing things correctly? Now, when we talk about putting and break and things like that, I had interviewed Jared Shears, who is part of Aimpoint Golf. He's an Aimpoint Golf instructor. And this is a principle that is part of the Aimpoint golf putting system. And I kind of view it as putting geometry. And if you head to the show notes, I'm actually going to embed a video that you can watch that actually has John Graham, who is an aim point instructor, walk through this process so you can actually get a visual idea of it. But if you're listening, you can still kind of use my words to go through this process. So again, amateur golfers tend to underread the break. And the reason is because they point to the peak of the break or the apex rather than starting the ball on the correct line. So if we were to visualize just a nice, gentle, you know, let's pretend we've got a 15-foot putt in front of us, and it's just a nice, slow break. Let's say it's 18 inches worth of break that's just nice and steady from left to right. Well, if you were to kind of create like a, a highway map, like a lane system with T's that followed the path of the putt. So essentially we're creating a lane for the ball to roll through like a series of gates. So there's a T on each side of the the path that the ball is going to roll. And if we were to visualize that all along the 15 feet of the putt to the cup, exactly where the break would go, that's kind of giving us our, you know, our margin of error. Then if we were to take a rope or a string and lay it down on the exact line we want the ball to roll on, that's actually the true goal. That's the true path to make the putt. So we've got this nice, slow, gentle arc laid out on our putting green or our mental putting green. Now, if you were to take that ball from the same spot, and then just aim directly at the cup, just like I was saying as part of my pre-shot routine. If you were to aim that directly at the cup and just chalk a line dead straight, assuming it was flat, the peak or the apex of the putt is when the break is furthest away from that straight line. So it's going to look a little bit like a bow that has not been drawn. If we're visualizing this, we've got our nice gentle break, our t path and our rope inside of that t path. And then we've got our straight line that just goes right to the cup. The apex of that break is where that string is furthest away from the straight line. And usually it's somewhere roughly in the middle. So why is this important? Why are we talking all this putting geometry? Well, the reason is because amateur golfers tend to putt at the apex of rather than getting their ball to start off on the appropriate line and then roll through the apex. Now, I wish I had video going because I am talking so much with my hands, it's rather ridiculous, but it helps me with my thought process. But what you need to essentially do is you need to visualize that break like we did, and then if you were to hit your putt, to go directly at where that string starts. That is the line that the putt needs to start on. And then the break is going to carry it towards the cup. So many times amateur golfers, they visualize where the break is the biggest, and then they aim directly at that point. Well, the problem is now we're already starting the ball an inch or two or maybe three, depending on how much it breaks below the line that is going to make the putt. And this is why amateur golfers so often underread their break. So if you want to just kind of do this as like a rule of thumb, read your break and then add another half cup. That's going to help you a lot. But what will help you better understand the reasoning and the fundamental purpose of it and really help you perform it on a more consistent basis is if you can visualize the actual path that that ball is rolling. you know, Essentially, imagine if the ball was covered in paint or imagine you're out there at like 6.30 in the morning when the dew is still on the grass and you hit that putt and you can see that line that it leaves in the dew. You want to imagine that line in the dew going all the way into the cup. And then, not that you're hitting at the highest point of break, but that you're hitting it on the initial path and it's going to be more break than you thought, but that you're hitting it on that initial line to help you really funnel that to the cup and start playing the appropriate amount of break. Again, if you head over to the uh, head over to the website, the URL is going to be golfstrategyschool dot com slash putting geometry and you can head over to that link. And I will actually have the video embedded in the show notes that shows this process by the actual Aimpoint instructor who I kind of uh, borrowed this thought process from. So it's something that's fantastically demonstrated by John Graham, and he does a really good job explaining it. But when we're talking about putting, the consistency falls on our part from the routine in the pre-shot but then also the planning and the mapping in how we read our putts and how we're playing the apex of the break. So uh, that is all I have for you today. Just hopefully getting that flat stick to perform a little bit better for you and at the very least a little bit more consistently. Uh, head over again to golfstrategyschool.com slash puttinggeometry to check out that video. Or if you have not entered our super speed giveaway yet, You have until May 19th to enter. It is at golfstrategyschool.com slash giveaway. We're giving away two of the Super Speed Golf swing training sets, the overspeed training sets, and there's no cost to entry. We're just going to get you signed up. You can share the contest and earn more entries, and then if your friends sign up through your link, then you earn even more entries, so that's pretty slick. We only have maybe about... 50, 60 people who have signed up already. So the odds are still really, really good that you can be one of our two winners. Again, that's going to run through the end of the PGA Championship. So until next time, I will catch you in the short grass. Cheers, everybody. Alright, thanks for listening to this episode of Golf Strategy School. As always, if you want to keep it in the short grass, all you got to do is put those lessons into effect. And if you want to see exactly how you fare in terms of your physical performance to other golfers your age, head over to par slash griffin, and you'll be able to see exactly where you line up and match up with other golfers your age based off of this